Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. It's the show where two weird comedians talk about incredibly normy topics like Survivor or the Big Bang Theory. I'm your host, Asterios Kokodos. With me is Sarantia. There's a new season of Survivor starting soon. Season 30, the all-winners season. They've done that a lot, so it's not the all-winners season. I think it's like heroes and villains i don't know i know i just know that there's two gigantic uh busts of sandra and boston rob on the beach now i'm sorry sriracha but and i hate to correct you so soon but i don't hate to correct you because you're wrong there has never been an all winter season because executive producer jeff probst has specifically stated because this this comes up every year the 20th anniversary the 10th anniversary the second anniversary of doing an all winter season and, they, and he's always said, we don't have enough interesting characters to do an all-winter season, except in season 30 when he's finally relented. Wow, that would make me feel like shit if I was a winner <laughs> previous to that. That's a really good point, actually. Like, oh, you won, but fuck, we were hoping it was somebody different. <laughs> all our winners are just a bunch of boring losers. If anything, it's the all-loser season. Why do you need $2 million? That's you already what got win- $1 million. Th- don't give him another one. I hear... Then unfortunately for some, but fortunately for me, because I love it, Elimination Island is returning. Oh, fuck. No, God. Why? It was so bad. It did not work. It was fucking terrible. The person that won Survivor this year didn't play Survivor. That's true. He came in from out of nowhere. He had absolutely no story. And I don't even remember the guy's name. Chet? I think his name was Chet Gable Drake. I think he was gay and also Jewish. I see. How is that related to anything? I don't know, but he had the gay pride symbol and the Star of David tattooed on himself. So I assume he is both gay and Jewish. That's the only thing I remember about him. Okay. Okay. So now we were trying to remember his name. Just put moving us right along. You could not remember his name. Don't act like you could take the moral high ground when you don't remember his name. His name was Chet Gable Drake, and I'm not the one who's trying to give him the one drop test live on the loudest podcast. <laughs> Wow, that's the first time. Usually when I say, like, we talk about Survivor and the Big Bang Theory, I'm kind of just doing it to, like, fool advertisers in the future. This is the one time we actually have talked about Survivor in, like, six months. I miss Survivor. That was a good show. Maybe I'll get CBS All Access again. I'll get CBS All Access for us. It's a business expense. Yeah, let's get that. It will be It will be written off to the books of Spite Incorporated, my yeah. now fully- Functional S Corporation. I just got approved for a corporate credit card. It says Spite Incorporated on it. They said I could put a picture of anything I wanted to on it. What did you pick? I picked Security Chief Michael Garibaldi from Babylon 5. They didn't let you do that, right? No, they immediately said I couldn't. Yeah. They immediately said, this is copyrighted. And is this a joke to you? We're giving you... An incredible amount of purchasing power with this business credit card. You could ruin your future. Is everything a joke to you? And I was like, you know, my mom works at Bank of America. So I was like, mom, can I please have it? And she was like, no, you can't. Now go to your room. That's why I've been in the bedroom for a couple of days. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Anyway, Spider Incorporated is fully functional, which is good. Because Spider Incorporated just paid for quite a bit of bullshit it paid for the tour which is done we hit 12 cities in three months while both holding down day jobs 
Usually tours. It's a bunch of unemployed drug addict musicians who are like, yeah, man, let's all just get in the, the van, bro. And it's like, yeah, if they disappear for three months, no one knows. No one can tell. It's like, oh, was uh, nobody hanging around at the 7-Eleven? Oh, we, we really missed you guys uh, uh, playing the video games at the laundromat and not doing your laundry. But two adults with a boomer and a zoom with real jobs. We went on tour, 12 cities, three months. What did you think of the tour life? It was great. You really liked it? Yeah, I had so much fun. Every second was exciting. Okay. I love all the people. I love all of the traveling. And I especially love being on the Amtrak. It was amazing. <laughs> it was absolutely incredible. And if I could give, I would, if, I, if I could give anything in the world, I'll do it for free next time. You know what? Let's just have the show on the Amtrak. Okay. The tour was challenging at times. It was frustrating at times there's some towns where we didn't make a lot of money and oh my god the fucking amtrak the fucking amtrak man we have i don't think we've ever told the stories of the boomer express oh fuck on the way there holy shit was there boomers yeah <laughs> there were oh, boomers okay just in case we haven't talked about this the amtrak is a vehicle that is designed for people who can't fly either because their pacemakers won't work in the sky or because the federal government has told them you are not allowed to fly anymore. So you have to get on the train. Yes. So it is just like the dregs express. You know how Joe Biden's always like, I take the Amtrak every day, every day. I fuck the Amtrak. I, yeah, he would. <laughs> I find a little hole in the Amtrak and I put my my little wiggly worm in it. I love the Amtrak so much. If Amtrak was a lady, I'd go down on her for eight days and nine nights. Do, does he actually really like the Amtrak? Yeah, that's one of his like things where he's like, I take the Amtrak to Washington, D.C. every day. I don't fly in on a helicopter or drive in on a oh, motorcade. Yeah, that's Joe Biden's stupid fucking thing that he does where he's constantly bragging about, I'm the poorest senator. Here's why this pisses me off, right? <laughs> okay. He's always talking about, I'm the poorest senator. I take the Amtrak. I don't fly, blah, blah. I'm a real guy's man. Average Joe, average Jane, that's me. But he's from fucking Delaware. The only job of being a senator from Delaware is to be a fucking corporate scumbag for insurance and credit card companies. So, like, at least get a boat out of it, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I look, I totally agree with you. I like Joe Biden better when he was just Obama's funny uncle. Yeah, I like Joe Biden more when he's fucking dead. <laughs> oh, God damn. All right. Well, anyway, um, so uh, the so what's so what happened on the Boomer Express this time around? Oh, the, there was a guy <laughs> sitting directly across from me who would not stop quietly singing along to Bible songs. Oh, yeah, that more happened after you left. Yeah, he was like quietly singing along to Bible songs, but just loud enough so I could hear it. And I brought my Bluetooth headphones with me. I did not bring my backup pair of non-Bluetooth headphones. So, of course, we were on a 20-hour train ride from New York to Chicago. They die a couple hours in, thanks, technology. And now I got this guy in my ear... And so I'm just like, I'm so angry. I just got up and I walked away. And you said he pulled out some food? Oh, God. He pulled out this Tupperware container. Not a small Tupperware container, but maybe one that'll hold a gallon or two of food and started eating what I can only describe as a mass grave of hard-boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, I think the thing is, 
if your McDonald's smells up the train, that's fine. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm happy now. <laughs> yeah, now the whole train smells like McDonald's. If McDonald's could be a cologne, I would wear McDonald's. Do you know how many girls would tell me that like, bah, 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 they were loving it? All the girls in Brooklyn. Oh, my God. Have I told everybody my keto McDonald's order? Oh, no. Tell everybody, us. let me tell you. Let me tell you a secret. They do have a triple cheeseburger at McDonald's. I didn't and know that. Three burgers. I didn't until the other day. It's three burgers, three slices of cheese for $3. Get that. No bun. Add Mac sauce. Perfect. So good. You... Didn't you somehow get a quad burger thing happening? I did. Uh, you got to order. They have the two for $3. That's probably a better deal, but I like that they put extra cheese on it. You get the two for three, and you get two McDoubles, and then you smash them together and take the buns off. To make a McQuadruple. Yeah, that's four patties for $3. That's really fucking good. We have talked about keto for years on and off, like as a joke, like in our little thing that we do. Haven't you lost like 10 pounds on keto in like two months? No, I've been on keto for about two months on and off. Like I fell off pretty hard when we were in Canada because Garfield eats, which we'll talk about that. I wasn't going to go to Toronto and then not eat this 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 abortion of a restaurant. But uh, I did fall off for a little bit. I've lost about three pounds. At one point you told me you were up to like some ridiculous number and now you seem to be down at some ridiculous number yesterday you told me you measured your waist and it was the smallest it had been since high school oh yeah uh-huh you're doing really well in this keto thing but then i drank a soda and <laughs> went back to normal okay well just i mean you know just don't drink a soda before you get out there and do your high school cheerleading routine you'll be fine okay cool you'll be able to fit back in your high school cheerleading outfit Yeet. um so, uh, so yes, yeah, so this guy pulls out a mass grave of hard-boiled eggs, which makes the whole train smell like fucking dizzy. Oh, my God. I wanted to fucking puke. It was so disgusting. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I go back there to avoid him singing along to, uh, to church carols. And, of course, I sit right in front of an elderly woman who is just on the phone for hours and hours and hours. And the, the thing she keeps saying is she keeps going like, ah, the phone keeps hanging up. There's no good train reception on the phone. That's God's way of telling you to go the fuck to sleep. Yes, it's 11 o'clock on a Thursday night. How important... And it's not like she was talking about, like, how we're going to divide the will or what we're going to do about the, quote, Argentinian problem. What the fuck? She was just like... She was like, yeah, the train. It's a long train ride. Yeah, it smells like eggs in here. Some guy (laughs) keeps saying, it's like, yes, we all know the train sucks. You're making the train worse. You had like a mother-daughter, mother-son situation next oh, to you. Oh, God. There was a motherfucking woman and a stupid-ass, dumb-ass kid. The kid was probably like 10 years old. I can't tell kids' ages. Yeah, me But the kid is probably like 10 years old, so we're getting on the train. Kid keeps like pulling on it. Mom's on the phone, and the kid keeps pulling on the mom's shirt and saying, Mommy, turn it off. Mommy, turn it off. And first I'm thinking like, oh, this kid's being a fucking asshole. She's probably on a call for work or something. So she sits her kid in the seat, and she on the phone she says, Yeah, Bobby keeps telling me to shut the phone off and spend time with him. Isn't that sad? And then she continues to fucking talk on the phone. The kid at some point... 
for I shit you not, I counted nine fucking hours she spent on the phone. Yeah. Nine fucking hours. This kid at one point gets so bored that he hops on Instagram Live and starts reviewing the train. And I oh, know wow. that because I heard him say, Where do you guys think the train is going? Like, comment, let me know in the comments, like and subscribe. And it was the saddest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I know. There's nothing sadder than a poorly delivered call to action without any fire or invective behind it. It was so sad. The thing that gets me about this lady is that she has enough self-awareness to know that what that her son asking for her attention, that a son asking for attention from his mother is sad, but not enough self-awareness to change that behavior. Or, like, hang up the phone. And, like, the lady in front of you, they were not talking about uh, the Venezuelan food crisis. Mm. All right. How, how we're going to, how we're going to, how we're going to increase the value of the tin marsh. It was like, yeah, no, Veronica's in jail again. I should probably do something. I don't know. What's the weather like down there? Like, just nonsense, bullshit, boomer, no one gives a fuck. Oh, at one point, the kid was playing Minecraft or, like, watching Minecraft videos on his phone, and he didn't have the headphones in, so he could hear it. And the mom turns to him, and it's like, Bobby, shut that off! He looks, he's like, I don't have my head, and then just right upside the head. Just Just slapped him? Just slapped the shit out of him. Well, I mean, he kind of did deserve it for watching Minecraft videos. Yeah, that was probably the most parenting that lady did the whole train ride. I think parents have a moral responsibility to make sure their kids don't end up as Minecraft YouTubers. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the ironically the one thing I agree with. Um, yeah, but I remember she went on this long run about who's in jail and who's not in oh, jail. Oh, God. They had like an hour-long conversation where it's like, Jason's in jail, Terry's not in jail, Frank's in jail, Veronica's not in jail. It's like, this. you could text this whole thing. Why is it? It made me feel so sad to be on the Amtrak, but we did save $100. <sighs> That's the thing. Flying, a new, flying from New York to Chicago... Costs $230, but spending 20 hours of your life plus an additional four hours because there were delays, but losing 24 hours of our lives to save $100, tour, baby! It's great. Every second is awesome, and it's definitely financially worth it. (laughs) God damn it! I mean, yeah, look. Next time, we have decided that if we ever do decide to do live road shows again... Sriracha will be heavily involved in the planning of Every fucking second of it. Because this boomer was kind of counting on, like, having a celebrity on the tour, which was Monkey Jones, to, like, sell a lot of tickets. So, like, maybe this boomer might have rented one or two more bigger venues than this boomer could afford yeah i think that's what happened but you know what live and learn (laughs) yeah but we did end up making a profit on the tour which is good um i'll i have to calculate all those numbers but i'll calculate them out next week we sold every single sriracha and stereos poster we sold every single uh, poster with just my big dumb face on it. People liked those. People did like them. We went out there with 10 disgusting pillowcases, vile, 
disturbing pillowcases. Disturbing. We've come back with one. Oh, good. We Let's sold burn it. nine of them on the tour for $69.69 each. There were nine people out there on this tour who were like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen, and I must have it. <laughs> Put it in your closet. Don't let your mom see kids. Yeah, exactly. Or you're going to have to find a new apartment. So now the question becomes, what to do with the final disgusting a stereos Dakimora sex pillow. Okay, hear me out. Okay. What if we fold it and then we place it in the garbage can and then we walk away for a minute? Okay, but we're going to need to put that garbage can into like an incinerator. What if we mail it to the Prime Minister of Japan? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> That'd be funny, right? Huh. What if I take it to Indonesia and like leave it in the sea? Don't they have enough problems in Indonesia without us giving our, them our sex pillows yeah i'm pretty much accepted the fact that i'm definitely gonna get dysentery oh, i was talking about this last night so apparently 50 percent of australia dysentery is so fucking common that they have a special name for it it's called bally belly and uh 50 of people get severely ill when they go over there because it's a third world country and they don't have clean drinking water <laughs> But, like, the tips that I was looking at to prevent it are not worth... Like, okay, here are their tips to not get dysentery, right? Don't eat any of the local food, don't eat any seafood, and don't eat any chicken. Like, the fuck you, I'll take the dysentery. I'm not going... I'm not traveling on a 40-hour plane ride to not eat the seafood on this island nation. Fuck you, I'll take the disease. You can just not eat chicken... We have chicken here. It's not like their chickens are... It's not like Pokemon where it's like there's a regular Raichu and there's a Loan Raichu. Their chicken just tastes like chicken. Did, did you not hear me when I said seafood? Uh, I mean, I did, but I'm kind of... I'm really bearing down on the one that supports my argument. Oh, okay. I'm kind of excluding the rest of the facts. And I'm like hyper-focusing on the thing that like lets me bust on you a little bit. I am going to eat all of that. I'm not going to listen to your words. <laughs> okay. Hear me out. I heard in that article, they were like, all you got to do is just not eat from the local places, from like the, the local cafes. That there are restaurants that are maybe a, instead of a C- of a B or an A quality, you <laughs> could eat at, may, w maybe just don't eat at like Joe's Joe's Chicken and Seafood Shack like uh, on the corner. Uh, Sirius is referring to when he says A, B, and C, New York City's uh, 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 series of food sanitation standards, of which they do not have third world countries that's racist it's not fucking racist that's ra how dare you <laughs> they don't have it and i'm gonna eat at the food stalls i'm just telling i told They're you called stalls that's where you poo and pee <laughs> into stalls i've scheduled in like three days to have dysentery it's gonna be fine okay first off let's just get it out of the way you are aware that our brave pioneers who forged a trail from here to oregon often fell to the cruel to, to the cruel machinations of dysentery. Yeah, but they didn't have medical care back then, Asterios. I think the main treatment for dysentery was just to, like, sacrifice a goat to God or something. You know they have antibiotics you can take now. 
Oh, they've got antibiotics, but they don't have food inspections. What is this? No, is this that's place why fifty percent of people paradise? have. Where they got robot doctors who are like Padme must have died from a broken heart, or is this some sort of fourth Jack Kirby's fourth world where all the food is made of poo and the drinks are made of pee? I get do. your story straight, Sriracha. I do have to get three new vaccinations. Three? Yeah, I got to get Hepe, Typhoid. You have to get a Pepe vaccination. Yeah, uh huh. They're gonna inject memes, direct looks, and what I'm about to say. What I'm trying to say is, I'm about to get way more autistic. Oh. <laughs> oh, can I talk about the thing, please? Can I talk about the thing? You can say no and cut this out. Sriracha. Yes. Can you find a way to talk about this? <laughs> there are people who are on the autism spectrum who do not find their condition okay. to be meme worthy. Let's. Okay. Uh, let's. Can, can we both agree on that? Yes. And we have a lot of listeners. This isn't just like some kind of like the puppet show where with our dicks out. Like, <laughs> like there are people. In fact, a listener wrote us a letter once because we had put a joke about the autistic community in a song two years ago. Okay, we'll skip it. It's fine. <laughs> How about this? Why don't you just say the thing? Wait, should we? Wait, hold on. Time over. I mean, I'm. Should we do it or not? See, I think we have very different ideas of what is not making fun of people. So let's just skip it. Okay, you want to skip? Let, let's do tune th- into my Twitch stream to find out about the literally the funniest thing on the entire. God damn it! It's not funny. <laughs> no, it's hysterical. It's not. Fu- it's uh, like God came down and said, "Here's Siraj. Here's the funniest thing in the entire world, all right, and you're not just allowed." Do it now for the people watching live, and then we will cut it out. Okay, ready, people watching live? Did you know? Did you know this is not a joke? This is not a fucking meme. Did you know that they have found the cure for autism? Keep going. I'm getting off camera this. (laughs) They have found the cure for autism, and I am not making this up. It is eating normies shit. (laughs) Apparently, there are bacterias in your gut that control uh, your brain and how your brain works. And if you have a lack of certain bacterias, you are more likely to be autistic. So they did a study on, I think, 20 autistic kids. Well, they didn't make them eat shit, obviously, but they isolated this bacteria that's found in your gut and they made them take pills with it. And within 16 months, all of their symptoms had deplete significantly depleted. I think something like twelve of the kids had imp- their symptoms have improved so much that they were like not even considered to be on the spectrum at all. Yeah, this is real funny. It's hysterical. Yeah, yeah, what, yes, what could be funnier than a medical therapy that is showing promise in helping the lives of kids? It's, just, it's poop, though. You know, it's poop, right? Yeah, look, I'm well aware. It's kids eating poop. Yeah, but you Zoomers are acting like this is the first time a comedian has ever heard about eating poop. Ten years ago, poop transplants were such a big guy to hold on. I'm looking this up. Poop transplants. <laughs> Every night you turn into Jay Leno or David Letterman or Johnny or, or, or Johnny uh, Cochran. You know, Johnny Cochran's late night show. And fecal transplants were like a big deal 10 years ago. There's a whole thing. Uh, our poop tra- Yeah, stool transplants are considered about 90% effective in those with severe cases of C. difficile or uh, Clostridium difficile colonization. C. diff is considered to be like a like one of the superbugs, kind of like MRSA or like super staph, like 
And that's also hysterical. Yes, but it's old news to us boomers that poo can cure things. We had a month of jokes about poo-poo cures. The only reason you think this is funny is because it has the word autism in it. No, it's funny because it's people eat, literally eating shit. I learned about this from DigiBro. I was listening to DigiBro. Oh, great! And he was talking about this. And I'm like, no, this has to be a fucking joke. So I looked it up. It is not a joke. I'm looking this up. Autism. Eat, poop. Poop. Okay. <laughs> so if any normies are out there selling their shit, please contact me at porkchatter at protonmail.com. Autism symptoms improve after fecal transplant. Small study finds. Ohio State University children with autism may benefit from fecal transplants, a method of introducing donated healthy microbes into the gas. Okay, okay, okay. 18 children. Okay, yep. Symptoms dropped 82% from the beginning of the... Wow, literally... Okay, you've literally got every single fact you said correct. I know, dude, I read it. I read the whole thing. Okay, uh, yes, some. Yes, exactly. Some of them seem to be not on the... Exhibiting no signs. Um, I guess it's just... I guess for me... As a boomer, poop transplants are old news. And it's like the gut mind connection is kind of like, it's like, yeah, we know. I'm see, I'm very skeptical of that because I feel like every multi-level marketing thing talks about how you need to, you like, oh, if you drink this shake, your gut bacteria will get super strong and then yeah. you won't be fat anymore. <laughs> They're called, they call the gut like the second brain. Really? Yeah, because so many of the decisions that we make are affected by our gut. For example, like, if you're like a big fat fatty, you know you're not, you know you shouldn't be eating that second bag of chips. Like, you know that. You rationally, logically know that. But your body is screaming at you to eat that second bag of chips. Like, some believe that, again, that's why they call the gut the second brain, because your gut is so used to this pattern of nutrients and bacteria going into it that changing that pattern would be akin to asking a guy to cut off his limb, which is why like food addiction is like a real fucking thing. Yeah. Oh my God. It definitely is. Especially sugar, man. I've reached enlightenment. I no longer desire sugar anymore. And the first couple days that I stopped eating it, oh my God, I was in so much fucking pain. Yeah, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Oh, speaking of eating things and being in pain, uh, just like, yeah, I've talked about this before. Some people get this thing called the keto fog. Yes, and keto I get flu. It, I get it so fucking bad. Like the first, which is basically just your body throwing a temper tantrum. Like, where's sugar? This isn't sugar and bread. <laughs> so you feel like total ass. But man, I feel like somebody hit me with a fucking truck. I feel terrible. Yeah. I mean, and I think that like a lot of people are like, oh, this is the thing that happens with keto. I think it has a lot less to do with keto and a lot more to do with the fact that it's just like, well, your body is addicted to carbs. Your body is expecting them just like an alcoholic's body is expecting alcohol. Like when an alcoholic stops drinking, they don't go into like the alcoholic's flu. Like <laughs> they get the DTs. Their body starts to shake. Their body's like, what are you doing? What's wrong? Why aren't I getting all the French fries I've been getting for 15 years? Yeah. So like their body, their body freaks out. And so people consider that the keto flu. Oh man. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Stop eating carbs, kids. It's a scam. Carbs yeah, are a scam. It's, it's difficult. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's kind of easier for us because we have each other to kind of like help us stay on our diets and things like that. What? Um, you work from home. So like you don't have to like deal with like school lunches or like 
eating on the go. Like, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's really, it's, it, you know, it's not easy to not do this bullshit, this, like, dieting Yeah, bullshit. no, but it is if you go and you get the two for three from McDonald's. <laughs> two double, two McDoubles, take the buns off, smash them together, add Mac sauce. Perfect. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. Okay. Speaking of terrible food, you want to talk about the thing? I get the feeling that you want dysentery because you think it'll help you lose weight. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so because... I hate water weight with every fiber of my moral being. Wait, dysentery makes you gain water weight? No, dysentery makes you lose water weight. You don't lose weight when you have dysentery. Okay. Unless you're like not eating. But you've never lost your water weight. Like, that's the thing. Like, right now you're down to like a certain thing. You've gone to the gym like once or twice in the past month. Same as I have, unfortunately. We've both (laughs) been busy and we've both been on tour and all this shit. But like... This dysentery could be like a miracle. You could lose 10 pounds. No, that's... You might come out of there being 105 pounds if you get this dysentery, which you should not get. Do you think that exercising is the only way you lose water weight? Sweats, getting really sweaty. No, carbs hold a lot more water like in their structure in your body. So when you stop eating carbs, you automatically lose a couple pounds just because your proteins can't hang on to water. Oh, Okay. I learned something new today. Thank We're all you. learning new things today, aren't we? Seems like we are. Okay. Because <laughs> whenever I like go to the gym and like start going to the gym, like I lose 10 pounds right away. And then I lose one pound a year for 50 years. It's hard, man. It's hard. You got to get on keto. I can't do keto. I can't do it. Because my heart is not in great condition for like... My heart is not ready to just be assaulted with cholesterol. Yeah, me too. I am actually amazed I have not gotten a kidney stone yet since I started this diet. I heard that, like, I heard a story about, like, some kid that went in a massage chair and it broke up all his kidney stones. What the fuck? I, I just heard about this. I thought maybe you told me that story. No, I have no idea what you're talking all about. All right, well, if you get the kidney stones, we have a really cool massage chair at the new place I'm temping. Oh, really? Oh, I haven't. I've never talked about this before. Okay. So my last temp contract expired, um, and uh, I now have a new temp contract at a new company, and this new company sounds so much like Google that I'm just going to have to call it not Google, <laughs> and you are all going to assume that I'm working at Google, and I kind of just, there's no other way to describe this place. They got a room just with pillows. It's called the Pillowtorium. There's a sign on the door that's like, if you're feeling stressed out or overwhelmed, just put your initials on this, go in there for a half hour. There's a nice salt lamp. There's a soothing, like, ocean sounds machine. So it's like, I don't know why. I can only make the Darth Vader sounds, but I, I made the, the, it sounds like Darth Vader in there. There's a little machine that makes it sound like Darth Vader, which I love as a Star Wars fan. That sounds like it would increase my anxiety. <laughs> the, having Darth Vader breathing down your neck. Yeah. Lit by lit by a spooky red salt lamp. A spooky scary skeleton. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, this pillow room is so fucking great because they're because they're just like if you're feeling stressed or if you're feeling a little overwhelmed, you can go in here. And I'm like, I'm always feeling stressed and overwhelmed at all times. Am I feeling stressed and overwhelmed? They got a nap egg. This is just an egg. You go to sleep. It's in. a big egg. Okay, like in Austin Powers, where like Doctor Who would turn around and he'd be like in the egg chair. Imagine that, but with the butt part extended out so it's a bed. You pull this, like, egg over yourself. You lie down. And again, I, I hadn't put this together before. 
There's weird lighting in there too. There's buttons that you can push on the wrist, on like the armrest. It's like Captain Kirk's chair. You can set it to like soothing lights. You can set it to make like white noise. You can set it to like make like a interesting pattern of colors that will lull you to sleep. And you can push an alarm so it'll wake you up in 15 minutes so you don't get fired. Wow. Yeah. Now, I want for- one of those in my room. <laughs> I want the nap egg so but now unfortunately the nap egg is not soundproof. Oh no. And I snore real bad. Real bad. Really, it's something, my snoring. And I've gotten the surgery, I got the thing, I got the the uh the the the, the, the deviated septum thing, I got that, I got the sleeping machine. At one point I was down to like 185 pounds. Uh, and I was doing, and I was taking uh, antihistamines. Like, I threw the kitchen sink in my snoring. I was down 185 pounds. I got the surgery. I was on the antihistamines. I was still snoring my ass off. It was fucking terrible. And uh, so I can't take a nap in the nap bag because I, I will snore. And oh, no. I will disturb everybody. And I was walking, I was walking through the hallway, and I heard these two other guys talking about, like, some asshole who was snoring in the nap egg and i really had to think to myself for a second did i accidentally fall asleep in the nap egg and forget and was i the snoring asshole? were you god i hope not but i'm in there i'm trying to figure things out i'm being soothed and rocked to sleep mother goose is telling me stories like a robot is powdering my ass i might have fallen asleep in there i don't know it's like my whole life is memento now, only with nap eggs and pillow room. You have to stay the far away. Like, the criminal always returns to the scene of the crime. You have to stay away from the nap eggs. I, not, nap eggs, not even once. Not even one time. They have a butt next to the nap egg. They have something I can use, which is the only good massage chair I've ever used in my life. Really? Tell me everything. Okay. You go to Brookstone or whatever, and you sit in the massage chairs, and like, the rollers never line up, and they it either feels like someone is beating the shit out of your back, or it feels like a baby is, like, slapping you. There's nothing in between. In fact, Sriracha, the chair you are sitting in right now is a massage chair. I don't like massage chairs because they hurt. Exactly. That's the thing. We have that chair unplugged. That was like a $200 massage chair I bought on Amazon because I got like a gift card for my birthday. We just use it as a chair because fuck it. The massage is never good. It's this comfy chair. It's a very nice chair. Yesterday, I'm in so much pain because I was lugging around like all of our, I was lugging around like all the posters and the, 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 uh, the pillowcases and the books like that we were selling. So like my shoulder got super fucked up. And in Canada, unfortunately, the only masseuse is open at 11 o'clock on a Sunday were erotic masseuses. And I can't very well explain to Sriracha that, uh, that Lillian wearing a, a virgin killer sweater gave me some shiatsu. Yeah, is, wait, is prostitution illegal in Montreal? Because I saw a bunch of places that said massage and then XXX. And originally I thought those X's were the strength of the massage, much like XXX strength alcohol means like, watch out, champ. But you walk in there and no, no, these are wanton, sirenous women looking to steal our male essence. <sighs> Men, we must, we must be strong. Put it in jars and sperm jack you. They're sperm jack. Sriracha, can you please explain one more time what sperm jacking is? Uh, sperm jacking is the process of stealing a man's essence 
to impregnate yourself without him, his knowledge or consent. Sperm jacking. Sperm jacking. It's a real thing. So definitely real, it's, and it's definitely happened. Yes, exactly. More than zero times. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, it was. I mean, they wrote about it on 4chan. Isn't there some rule on 4chan where it's like only a fool would think that things here are fiction? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So they predicted Jeffrey Epstein's death. Did you see that? Like nine hours before they found him dead, someone posted on 4chan: Jeffrey Epstein hung himself in his cell. Yeah, but they predict everyone's death all the time, constantly. You go on 4chan any time, and it's always like, Maria Conchita Alonso died. You go on 4chan, it'll be like, Bill Simmons from the Bill Simmons podcast is dead at 41. It's like, yes, if you're constantly predicting people's deaths, occasionally that will line up. Uh, what was I going to say? Boogie2988. They predict he died every single day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And don't, Aren't they constantly predicting that, like, the, the, the name of some mass shooter or something... I don't know. All right, what, moving Sam, on. Are you talking about the Sam Hyde thing? Some asshole guy. I, no, okay, it's just every time that there's a shooting, they um, immediately send pictures of Sam Hyde to the news. Or it's like, here's, hey, I'm an anonymous tipster. Here's a picture of the shooter. And then sometimes they play it on TV. Oh, great. All right, excellent. All right, well, anyway, uh, what was I saying? All right, so more shit about this, this office. Okay. They got free lunch on every floor. I'm so jealous. From 11.30 to 3.00. Lunch starts before breakfast ends at this place. And you go to every floor. There's like 16 floors of this place. You go to every floor. There's a different lunch on every floor. I had no idea that they had lunch on the fourth floor until I went there the other day. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's the Chinese food floor. The Chinese food floor. I thought the fourth floor was just for entrances and exits. No, it's the Chinese food floor. I bet it smells amazing. It smells fantastic, unlike that devil egg abomination. So, now, I know what you're thinking. And they, they got free food. Oh, here they got a salad bar here. They got unlimited shrimps over here. Oh, you can have all the chicken breasts you want. Is the food any good? It's fine. It's not great. It's not terrible. But it's free. Oh, that's the secret sauce. That is the spice that makes everything more delicious. Free. It's like... Yeah, these shrimps are bland and tasteless. More shrimps, please. I I will eat. They give me. They got a thing. They got this little table where it's just boiled shrimp. Because I'm, I'm on Weight Watchers. And shrimps, if they're prepared without like, if they're not fried, they're zero points. Grilled chicken breast is zero points. So I'll go to this one station on eight. And I'll just get a big. I'll, I, I say, all I want is some a, a mixed green salad and as many chicken breasts and shrimps as you can give me. As you're legally allowed to give me. Without getting into trouble. Because these are food service employees. They probably have something where they're like, you're only allowed to give a 0.5% of a scoop of uh, this and uh, uh, two ounces of that. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. So I'm like, I'll just take as much as I'm allowed to have. And this lady pulls out like a a king-sized ice cream scooper and just runs it in the shrimp thing and then shrimp and then another one. I got two scoops of shrimp to start my day right. Wait, I have a question. Yes. Are you allowed to go back for seconds? Yes. Or like they give you a ticket? No. Oh. You're allowed to go back for seconds. Now, the question is, will that cause you shame? Yes, it will. So I like to make the rounds. I think, yeah, no, but there's four different floors. That's, Just go to all of them. <laughs> I, there are 16 different floors. Like, 
14 of which have food and two of which I think are probably for security or something. Or that's where they keep the robots. And so, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll go to the this floor, get this stuff, that floor, then that stuff. And then if around 2.45 I want some end-of-the-day shrimp because they wrap up free, extra shrimps. I'll go back there. And then they've never met me in their life. Oh, they have no idea who I am. I'm not the guy that comes by every day at exactly 11.31 a.m. And consumes shrimp like a vacuum cleaner. And just sucks up shrimps like Luigi sucks up ghosts. No, no, no. Here's some more shrimp, sir. And then they wink at me. And they wink at me with the other eye. And then I wink at them and I wink at them with the other eye. Hang on. You're doing a good, that's a great wink. Wait, I'll try the other one. I can't usually. Come on. You got it. You're killing it with these. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of the, the, what's the other crazy stuff they have at this place. Because there's like, it is so tech, bro. It's hysterical. Okay, here's the best part. I'm not even kidding about this. This is going to sound like a joke. It's not a joke. They have two Coca-Cola freestyle machines on every floor. Oh, my God. They have 32 Coca-Cola freestyle machines at your disposal. I think that might be the most Coca-Cola freestyle machines in any given area at one point. Yeah. God help us. I hope these things are air-gapped. Because if they get networked and they start to... Their freestyle is going to be chopping us up and putting us in the Diet Barks root beer. Now, my favorite thing about the Coca-Cola freestyle machines is this. They have something called... Fanta Zero, which is a zero-calorie Fanta. You can have, like, strawberry Fanta Zero or, or grape Fanta Zero. Guess who can't enjoy being surrounded by unlimited free Fanta Zero because his podcast partner ruined it for him? Well, to be fair, uh, I think Chris only jizzes in the full-fat Fanta. Oh, God. So maybe you could think about that next time? Oh, I told you this would happen. I told you on Christy, I said, you've ruined Coke Freestyle for me. And now I'm being karmically punished by being surrounded by a drink that I can't have. Oh, it's coming right back up. Oh, God. Where's the button for Navy? We'll be... We'll be right back after this. We are back with the second segment of the Loudest Podcast. Now, Sriracha, you're very excited to talk about something. Oh, God. So we went to the dreaded, the fucking scourge, the orange scourge of Toronto. We went and we ate at Garfield Eats. I broke keto to eat Garfield Eats. And let me tell you, it was a fucking experience. It was an experience, y'all. It was, uh, I was absolutely rooting for the food because i was thinking to myself you know what an inc- it's it's like we've been talking shit about this place forever everybody expects the food to be garbage i'm like i really want it to be good because that's a that's an ending you can't predict you see but the food was not only garbage it was garbage in ways that i did not anticipate that is 100 percent true like I was going in there, I said, "Okay, I know this is going to be fucking bad, but how bad is it going to be?" A lot of people say McDonald's is bad. I think McDonald's is fantastic. You could get four patties for three dollars. And at the and at the very worst, McDonald's is fine. Yeah. Like, don't go in there and tell me like, "Oh, I t- it tastes gross." It doesn't. It's it's the vanilla ice cream of food. It's it's exactly on the divided line. It's the five of food. I was expecting Garfield Eats to be more expensive McDonald's. Well, it was really fucking expensive. 
I ordered us a pizza, uh, an Italian dish, a coffee, and a side. 52 Canadian dollars. That's like what, 40 bucks American? No, it's like it's like three American dollars. But oh, still, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like that's way too much money to be spending on this. All right, so tell, let me tell you. Let's go through item by item and review it. And we'll start with the absolute, let's go worst to best. Okay, so we got the orange peel Garfield. Oh, by the way, let me tell you about the service experience at Garfield Leeds. So you walk in and the place is about the size of our apartment. There are exactly two people working. There's one woman struggling to do all coffees and shit. And there is one guy cooking all of the food. All of it for a pizza, for a busy pizza restaurant with a lot of press. That's also on Uber Eats in the largest city in Canada. There are. There's one guy making the food. One guy making all of the food. And I believe there's also one oven. So you can't make pizza and lasagnas at the same time. Yes. So. On the wall, you must order. You cannot order from the cashier. Because it's a cashierless experience. Of course. There's the, the woman who is kind of a cashier and also kind of a barista, but sometimes the machine will fuck up and she has to do your order, so she's also a cashier. Yes. So there are iPads glued to the walls <laughs> that you can play games on, and you can also order food on. There are three of them. And as I walked in, I saw that the only other people that weren't there to just meme on this place <laughs> were... A guy and a wa- and his wife, and ostensibly they're two kids, yes. right? And the two kids are both playing the stupid, awful Fruit Ninja clone on the iPads. So I'm realizing, wait, you can order on these, or you can just sit here and endlessly dick around on them. So if they happen to have three kids, we could not have ordered food when we got there. The, one of the kids walks in holding a stuffed Garfield. And I'm just like, oh, no. You're going to get disappointed. They are not here for the meme. You know who was here for the meme? Three adorable Canadian uh, college girl nerds came in, and one of them was like, and this is Garfield Eats. This is the place I told you about from my brother, my brother, and me when they made fun of Garfield Eats on my brother on Mabim Bam. And I remember, remember, Sriracha, you got so mad. You were like, that, no! Yeah, because it's my idea, and everyone stole it. Yeah, every single every person. Every single person. Yeah. You got there first. It's okay. I steal stuff from Diddy Bro all the time. It's fa- only fair that he steals from me. Yeah, yeah. He stole my five-minute podcasting concept. He didn't. No. He that's, literally admits to it on air. That's fucking, no. That's you, not. You want me to pull it up? No, I do believe you. I thought you were talking about Wang. I'm confusing Wang and. No, no, no. I'm just a cute. The, the, Wang is a is a good friend of ours. I'm not going. I'm not going to genuinely accuse Wang of stealing something. But did you bro literally admit it to it? Okay, well, if he admitted to it, then that's undeniable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, like I was saying, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So um, it takes, as as one might expect, it takes five ever, not four ever to get your food. I think we waited, what, like 45 minutes? Yeah, we arrived at 7.50, and we had a show at 9, about 10, 10 or 15 minutes away. We ordered, and ordering was difficult because you get to the iPads, and it gives you three options, like... Like, do you want good times? Do you want fun times? Or do you want surprising times? Yeah, it's like, it doesn't even tell you here is where you order food. It's Right. The word food is like not on the thing. 
And then I'm all, but I'm also thinking, so I'm like trying to, I'm clicking on one, it's like, no, it's running episodes of Garfield and Friends, straight from YouTube, by the way. Like, it's a YouTube link. It's not like they got their secret, their hands on secret, exclusive Garfield and Friends cartoons. And then you push the other one, and it's this Garfield Fruit Ninja thing. But, But my biggest problem is, you know what? I would like my food to be fun and surprising. And I, it's like any of these things to me all. Anyway, so I finally get to the thing. I'm pushing all the buttons. I'm like, I'll take the pizza. I'll take the this. I'll take the that. I'll take the that. And then it gets to the thing and it's like, okay, and we'll give, we're going to give you a $2 delivery fee. And I'm like. But I'm in the restaurant. I'm in the restaurant. <laughs> I've delivered myself to you. You should be paying me a fee for coming into your goddamn meme stand bullshit factory. So I'm talking to the Canadian lady who's like ass deep in trying to make Garfuccinos. Oh, this poor woman looks like the Garfield head came and just sucked the soul out of her body through her mouth. She was so fucking done with everything. Yeah, exactly. Like, at one point, you could tell she was, like, a cool Toronto hip girl. She had, like, cool tattoos. The tattoos were, like, fading right before our eyes. Her hair was turning from electric blue to boring old brown. Her, like, her, her, like, uh, her navel piercing was, like, retreating into her body, this poor oh, sweet God. angel. Um, and so I, I go, hey, can you do something about the this $2 fee, and she's like, oh, yeah, you have to push out 14 buttons in exactly this order to get rid of that. Sorry. It was not the first time she would say sorry to us all night. Um, Finally, I get to the end of the thing. I I remove the fee, do the thing, and then I have my credit card, and I'm like, okay, so where do I swipe my credit card on this? And she goes, oh, no, you have to give it to me, and I swipe it. So it is not a cashierless experience. What? Then why couldn't I have just gone to you and told you I want a pizza of this, of this, and of that? Instead of fucking slicing fruits with Garfield. Because it's QSR, not QMR. It's actually QMR, not QSR. Fuck! But, and you know why it's not QSR? QMR stands for Quick Mobile Restaurant, which it was not quick. QSR stands for Quick Service Restaurant. Our service was not quick. We didn't get the fries. No, we waited so goddamn long that we were like, okay, I'm sorry. We have to leave. We now. have to leave. We, we have a show to do across town. We have to get in a taxi. We were late to our show because we were waiting for these fries. And we never got them, which I'm very upset about because everyone is constantly bitching about the fries. So instead they gave us some gar- Garford chocolate or whatever the stupid ass fucking name was. So let's talk about the food. Okay. Let's talk about the quality and the taste of the food. So. First, we have the orange peel garf motherfucking garfuccino mm-hmm. that won't move his car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I was not watching the woman make the garfuccino because I was like, I'm not doing this sober. I went to go get liquor <laughs> down the road. Oh, by the way, about a block away, not 200 meters away from Garfield Eats, there is a pizza pizza restaurant, which the Canadian kid told me was like a very, it's like their version of Domino's. Like they're fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So the garfuccino tasted like they made First of all, I am not over-exaggerating. Let's rate all of these food items on a scale of 1 to 10. Sure. I am not over-exaggerating at all when I say I think that was the worst coffee I have ever had in my fucking life. It's unfortunate, but true. I Here's what it tasted like. It tasted like somebody made... Oh, by the way, they're not making cappuccinos. 
They're making lattes. What is the difference between a cappuccino and a latte? The amount of milk you put in. Like a cappuccino is like a little guy. A latte is like a big guy. So they're they're actually garf tays. They're not even garfuccinos. So they make the they make this latte. They make it right there. Then I'm not kidding, audience. I swear on my mother's life. They are clearly just pouring in orange juice. Oh my god, that was fucking repulsive. So when you drink your garfuccino, you get coffee that is so weak it tastes like mcdonald's coffee but watered down yes if you imagine that yes and then someone just squeezed an orange in it so you get this you get pulp yes there is pulp in the coffee it tastes like someone's fucking backwash yeah it it tastes like what a four-year-old would make you on valentine's day where they're like I know mommy loves orange juice and loves coffee, so I put them together for the best mommy drink ever. And mommy has to be like, oh, thanks, little Billy. Oh, mm." like it's. Oh, oh, oh. I I, I rate that a one. That was the worst thing I had at the restaurant. Absolutely. I, I absolutely rate that a one. We had a small fan meetup at Garfield Eats. And so everybody tried different Garfuccinos. And I actually managed to sip on all of them. The regular Garfuccino tasted super goddamn weak. Because the thing is, it's served in a large coffee cup. It is clear that this lady is not putting in additional espresso. She's just putting in more hot water. It tasted like, okay, correctly if I'm wrong, is a cappuccino made with Americano or espresso as the coffee base? Um, An Americano is an espresso with a lot of hot water in it. Yeah. Um, Like, uh, like... Cappuccinos, Americanos, and lattes all use espresso as the base. I think they are just putting a little bit of espresso and then watering it down because yeah. it really did taste like that. Yeah, that yeah, that's exactly what it tasted like. Like I had the regular Garfuccino, you know, like uh, the 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 standard family ruiner, and like uh, and I had a sip of it, and yeah, I was like, there is some coffee in here. It tastes weak. It's not bad. Can you add some more lower property values? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, can you add like a local neighborhood curfew? And so, but then I had the peppermint garfuccino. Was that good? Yeah, because it was clear that they just put 900 pumps of some sort of peppermint sauce no. in it. And it's like, okay, I could barely taste coffee at all. Now I'm just tasting peppermint. And that's fine. At a McDonald's, that's fine. So I'd rate the peppermint garfuccino a five. Oh, well, I didn't get the chance to try that, but man, I feel like that would piss me off. If I want coffee, I want coffee. If I wanted a peppermint hot chocolate, I would literally go to McDonald's where they serve peppermint hot chocolate. Yeah, peppermint hot chocolate fucking rules. And they're rules. good. I'm comparing all of the food to McDonald's, I've decided, because it's all about the par with the, in terms of pissiness of the servers. And that's absolutely true. Okay, so uh, next we had the, what was it, Garf Peroni? Yes. Now, none of their... All of their foods are named something stupid. Incredibly stupid. It was Garf Space. Capital P Peroni Pizza. Garf Peroni Pizza. Peroni is already a product. It's a type of beer. So it's like, that's weird that they just put another product in there. It'd be like the Garf Coke or the Garf Pepsi. But also, just call it a Garfaroni. What's with this space? Just call it a Garfaroni. And it's a pizza shaped like Garfield's head that's covered in pepperoni. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about that pizza? It was so... I was rooting for it so hard. Because there is nothing funnier to me than like when an ass... When like two loudmouth assholes like us gets get like what's coming to them. Oh, I absolutely was ready to eat my shit. It was... It was 
It tasted like okay gas station pizza. 7-Eleven pizza. You know what it fucking reminded me of? The crust of it anyways? Yeah. You ever had Chuck E. Cheese pizza? Yes. That is exactly what it reminded me of. But, but, there was a sauce on it. Oh my God, the orange sauce. Right, because it's made with citrus. It's made with oranges because Garfield is orange. So why don't we put citrus, one of the most difficult to cook with, elements something that just tastes like bitter and stingy why don't we put that in everything because garfield is orange i don't know if it was citrus but man it was, was it was i've looked it up it, it's an orange sauce it's you did oh my god it's fucking repulsive it is sweet it's like they someone dumped sugar in pete oh god it is so bad it does not go with the pepperonis at all i'm gonna give the garf peroni pizza a Four, because I did eat more than one. I didn't immediately spit it out. Like, I spat the garbage, you know? I have to give it a two, because I've had better gas station pizza than this. It tasted like okay gas station pizza. Like, forget Little Caesars, Domino's, Pizza Hut. It was on an entirely lower tier. And I remember, like, I was whacking that piece of pizza on surfaces outside. Like, I was, like, whacking it on, like, the sidewalk, and I was whacking it on the side of Garfield Eats. And you could hear, like, a smack, 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 because it's, like, hard and cardboardy. It's, like, at least, how hard is it to make good pizza? How hard is it to make cheap pizza? 7-Eleven can fucking do it. Why can't you? Yeah, when I'm eating 7-Eleven pizza... I didn't pay 52 Canadian dollars for it. They sell those things eight slices for a dollar. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It was so goddamn bad. That was the most disappointing thing for me was the pizza. Oh, me too, my brother. Me too. And also- keto for this. Also, it did not look like Garfield's head. No, it didn't. It It just looked like a Mickey Mouse (laughs) school. Yeah, that's exactly fucking correct. Um- I had some, we, we ordered something. This was very expensive. This was like 22 Canadian dollars. The Big Agna. Now, listeners, what am I, what food is this? It's called the Big Agna. Vote now on your phone. <laughs> That's not, just call it the Lazar Fields. We're call it the Garfagna. It's called the Big Space Agna. So it's like Big Agnes? Is this a person? What are you doing here? So much of this restaurant just reminds me of fucking Dubai marketing trends. Yes. Because so much of it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, why is half of your menu devoted to juice? Is that a thing in Canada? Like, what? Like, who sits down? Who is an adult and goes out for lunch and is like, you know what? I'm craving a big glass of cranberry juice. Like, what? Now, I will say this, though, because one of of our adorable Canadian uh, listeners did order a fresh squeezed orange juice, and it was fucking delicious. You want to know why? They have an orange juice squeezer there. They have a bag of oranges there. They put the oranges in the squeezer. It comes out in the juice. Nathan doesn't fart on it or jizz in it or like make put mix it up with Garfield's cum. Like it's just a glass of orange juice. I give that a 10. I had a sip of it and it tasted normal. It's pretty hard to fuck up a glass of juice. But if anybody would. It would be him. Anyways, so the big Agna, first of all, uh, listeners, I do not have the linguistic capacity to explain to you how fucking heavy this thing was. Yes, it is. It is literally about the weight and heft of a brick. 
Yes, a brick. Yeah. Exactly. Like one, like not a big brick, not a concrete, but like one regular brick. A red brick. Yes. It is so heavy that I think you dropped it on the table and it made a la- it made it like a thud that people could hear from the back of the audience. Yeah, yeah. We tried all this food live in front of the Canadian audience. Like, to be fair to the restaurant, I had some of the food there and then I also brought some of the food to try live because I wanted to try this pizza when it was the freshest. This pizza, by the way, tasted exactly as old and gross right out of the one oven they have as it did in front of that Canadian audience 20 minutes later. The big Agna Lasagna was not terrible in terms of what it was, but it it was very confusing because d- did you notice that it was only hot in certain parts of it? Yeah, it, it was weird. It had that microwave lasagna problem. Yeah, like have you ever microwaved a bowl of spaghetti or something and your microwave is like, oh yeah, steaming hot bowl and cold pasta coming right up. That's what it felt like eating that. Oh my God, it was so bad. Now, now interestingly, this is the one place where I will give them credit. They're, they're like regular ass Italian food. I thought was pretty good for a fast food place. At the restaurant, I tried the spaghetti. Oh, by the way, I, I, the reason I was bringing up the, that we tried this food live, we're, we'll sh- we're going to share the live video of us trying the Garfield East food with the Patreon audience. So like, if, you, if you're a $2 member, you'll see a video soon of us trying this food live. Um, but uh, what was it? Uh, I had this, the regular ass spaghetti. I'm sorry. I'm not even kidding. It was called like the Garf Getty. Oh, it was called the Garf Space Getty. And it's like, it, it was... It was pretty good for fast food pizza. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10 for fast food, I would have given it an 8. Wow. And then I tried that big Agna live in front of the Toronto audience. The bites that I got were not cold because, like, we were eating out of different sides of it. So I got the lucky side. I thought that was pretty good, too. Well, I got the I side. I would have given that an 8. I got the side where the ricotta cheese tastes like a yeast and a cold dripping yeast infection so i'll give it a three okay well you never know what you're gonna get when you go to garfield eats um i thought i i I was really like hey there's like a bright spot in this lasagna but it was probably the only hot spot in lasagna yeah really but i was like i like this cheese i like the sauce i i like these noodles i kind of got the sense that the one chef they had was probably pretty good at cooking italian food that didn't have a gimmick on it, that like wasn't shaped like Garfield's head or didn't have orange juice poured into it. So I was like, hey, not a bad guy. So look, if you are ever going to eat at Garfield Eats as a meme. Like if somebody's holding a gun to your head. Right. A, you better hurry because they are now closed on Mondays. I wonder why. Yeah, they're now closed on Mondays. They say it's because Garfield hates Mondays. Could it be that they're trying to cut their overhead down by by one seventh of one hundred percent? Who knows? What do you think the future of Garfield Eats is going to be, Asterios? Well, we've talked about this on a, on a, on someone's personal episode of the Five Minute Podcast. They wanted to know how Garfield Eats, how Nickelodeon buying Paws Inc., which owns Garfield, will affect Garfield Eats. There is only there's only one happy ending that Nathan gets. Which is that Nickelodeon sees just how much this one dude is fucking up the Garfield brand and goes, we will buy you out of your contract. We will pay you double 
your licensing fee if you never mention Garfield in public again. Give us all your orange suits. No more Instagram for you. Fire your PR manager, Karen, who is clearly you, Nathan. You sitting at home in a wig. I think it's a Heather S. situation. I'm, I'm almost positive it's a Heather S. situation. No more Odie. No more Lyman, John's roommate who disappeared in the 80s. No more Liz. No more talking alarm clock. And definitely, you stay the fuck away from U.S. Acres because you haven't fucked with them yet. Orson the Pig, I want him unmolested by you, Nathan Masry. Roy the Rooster, hey, Roy, cock-a-doodle-doo, wake up and get the fuck away from Nathan Masry. You'd better help, you'd better hope Sheldon never hatches into a world where you have ruined the Garfield name. We will double your payout. Just leave us alone. He won't sell it, though. He you won't don't think sell. so? No, I think the end that comes to this is Nickelodeon comes to him and says, we're going to offer to buy you out. And then he says, no, this is the Garfield brand. And they're like, okay, well, we own that now, so we're just not going to renew your licensing fee. And, the, and it just like naturally dies out. Like Fizzles the, out. Yeah. I mean, there is probably some sort of good faith clause in the contract that's like, if you are misusing the Garfield brand name, if you're using it against brand guidelines, if you're like fucking with us, we can take you to court to try to claw back this contract. So Nathan, if you are listening, if Nickelodeon does make this offer to you, and I don't know if they will, I just think they should. Because the only mention of Garfield in the press for the past year has been a crazy guy did something crazy. That's the that's the entire billet of their press exposure. And Nickelodeon don't like shit off brand, my brother. No, no. they do not. <laughs> I got one time. I took a picture of it. I'll find it sometime because I, I took a picture of it. and I, It's in my uh, archives. Um, I got the Nickelodeon brand guideline for SpongeBob SquarePants for having a guy in a SpongeBob SquarePants costume at your event. Because I, I was writing PR for something and like SpongeBob was going to be there. It was like for a cell phone company. And they were like, SpongeBob cannot talk to anyone. Like they, like they were like, mascot SpongeBob does not talk. Mascot SpongeBob is not SpongeBob the character. Mascot SpongeBob is clearly a mascot. Mascot SpongeBob is allowed to do this with his hands, but not this with his hands. Mascot SpongeBob is allowed to only do this one dance. Mascot SpongeBob is allowed to wave with this hand, but not this. They had, they, it was like that. It was, it was, they had it so tight what mascot SpongeBob could and couldn't do. It reminded me a lot of that Kanye West flyer that went out oh the model thing yes like, can you explain what that was oh people? my god oh wow you've unlocked a memory i did not even know i had in my brain so back kanye west is a crazy person who has a fashion line called yeezus and at one point they put out a casting call for models that was just this bizarre inane bullshit like you need to have the essence of uh, oh wait no let me look it up because i don't remember what exactly it was but i remember it was fucking insane yeah okay you know what we're gonna pause i'm gonna look for these uh spongebob brand guidelines she's gonna find the Yeezus brand guidelines we'll be back for the with the final segment of the loudest podcast right after this we are back with our final segment from the loudest podcast okay sriracha take us out with these i found it okay so this is someone leaked uh Ye it was not Yeezus. Yeezus is the album yeezy Season three. Uh, here's the list of rules for models. There are 38 of them, but I'm going to blow through them real fast. Half of these are spelled incorrectly, by awesome. the way. Uh, <clears throat> 
Quiet, please. No whisper. No smile. No dancing. No sing unless instructed. No eye contact. No acting. No fast movement. No slow movement. No sharp movement. Natural movement. Show pride. Hold position. Stay in character. Alternate between attention and ease. No sitting down all at the same time. Do not make the same movements at the same time. If you want to move, you can shift your weight. If you are tired, sit down or lie spelled L-Y-E on the floor just like the chemical (laughs) concentrate focus do not look at the camera do not look at the jumbotron do not take your clothes off or your shoes hold position until the end of a show loosen up no stiffness do not be casual stand straight no sexy posing do not act cool you are a picture be strong be calm be neutral so weird he did this it must have been some kind of like art installation where he just had like 30 models wearing his clothes in a public space. Yeah, that's what he loves to do is just make them stand around for hours. That's so goddamn goofy and weird. And everything in that is just so like, it's try- he's trying to create like enforced neutrality. He's trying to create like artificial normalcy. It's like he had to write 36 rules to make someone act and look normal. It's just, it's just controlling and weird to me. Buy a mannequin. You could just buy a mannequin. Yes. So clearly what he's trying to do is he's trying to not have these models steal focus from his clothes, right? Yeah, I assume. Because if he doesn't want them looking sexy or cool or posing. Unless this is a sex thing. That's the only thing I could think of. That's a very good point. Just buy mannequins. Just buy a mannequin. If you don't want the clothing, if... Oh, by the way, is this clothing like the worst clothing you've ever seen in your life? Uh, it's silly, in my opinion. Every time I see it, it just, like, I get it. Like, there's always a thing where people are like, oh, my five-year-old could draw that. Oh, you call that art, I call that a piece of crap. Granted, granted, granted. But it's like, it really does look like Gildan sweatwear. It does. But I like that they're making, uh, they made compression shorts cool again. Wait, what? You call them bike shorts, I assume. I have so many pairs of compression shorts. I love compression shorts. Those are great. Um, Did you see that Kim Kardashian changed the name of her compression wear? Yeah, fuck you, coward. Wow. You really wanted her to stand up to the SJW mob? Yeah. (laughs) I assume, uh, okay, now we're going to go move on to the kimono condoms, right? Nope. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. It's no longer called the kimono. What is it called? Skims? Skim. Kim wears. I don't know. It's called skims because it makes you skinnier and they're made by Kim Kardashian. Skims is a better name. It is. (laughs) Yeah. I know what that means right away. I thought kimonos were like loose, billowy, flowing robes until you told me the kimonos were like very tight-fitting robes. In case you want like a robe that feels like a straight jacket, you can wear a kimono. That pretty much is what it is. It's a robe that feels like a straight jacket. You ever wore a kimono? It's not comfortable. I, I, I'm just telling you, I didn't know. Which, which to me means don't name your thing a kimono because if it's going to be super confusing. But skims? Makes you skinnier? Skimpier? Made by Kim? Skim? Skim milk? That's thin. Skim, skimpy, skim, skimps, scrumps, scramps, scump, scorp. Can we end the show now? <laughs> yes, yes, we can end the show. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Loudest Podcast. Oh, uh, we, we got a couple of things to announce real quick. Uh, we are about halfway done recording the 500 podcasts. Um, 
The cutoff date was August 15th, so we are aiming for September 15th for delivery. It might be a couple of days after that because we have over 80 of them to do. Yeah, and they got to get edited and stuff. Yeah, Zwick has got a ton of editing to do for these five-minute podcasts. In addition to the fact that he's also editing every episode of Loudest Podcast, and he's editing every episode of Thought Cops. So, like, this guy is fucking busy. Um, Yeah, but we're, we're about halfway through recording them, and we are aiming for September 15th. Might be a little later than that, but that's what we're aiming for. Um, there will be a new $15 exclusive in September. They will either be these awesome enamel pins. You can see picture of them, pictures of them on my Twitter. Did you tweet them? Oh, God, yeah, they're so cute. Yeah, they are absolutely adorable. Or these awesome, um, like, really thick quality cardstock posters. The same kind of posters that we've been selling on the road. And, uh, oh, finally... If anybody has any ideas what we what we can do with the last repulsive pillowcase, please let us know. It's scary. I will bring it to Indonesia. <laughs> it like one of these days we're going to wake up and it's going to be just like sitting in a chair across from the bed, just like looking at us. I will kill it with a gun. <laughs> yeah, you think you'll kill it? It'll say, "I'm sorry, Sriracha," and now we'll have our own fucking Garfield monster problem. But it's going to be me as a koala. In we got to call Nathan. We're going to have to call. Oh, and then we're going to need to beg for Nathan to help us. Hey, anyway, that is it for this week's episode of the Loudest Podcast. Uh, all the editing was done by Zwick. We love you, Zwick. He's an incredible editor. If you're looking for a podcast editor, you get in touch with us, and we can get you in touch with him, or you can email him at jpzwick at gmail.com. That's Jurassic Park Zwick, because his editing is as good as a dinosaur's editing would be. Wait, what do you think of that? Is that a good tagline? Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, great. It definitely uh, our, makes sense. Our opening theme was by Waterboy, and our outro theme uh, is by Tom Salt from the Roast Mortem Podcast. Uh, you can listen to them at, at roastmortem.com. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next I time. I love you. Bye. Bye.